0: Welcome to The Clay Young Show. Well, this would be the 51st show, starting the second half of 100, here on Podcast 225, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Clay Young here, The Clay Young Show, Orlando's sitting there. I'm in the eye of the tiger chair. I thought about that today because earlier, before we sat to record this, It's a great chair. Thank you, ma'am. We had the chance to uh, visit with Mary Catherine and Katie with the wellness studio about a project we're going to be collaborating on and they are so amazing as people, aren't they?
1: The chemistry between them two is is pretty unique. I love it.
0: It's it did you say them too? You're becoming more of a Louisiana and all the time. Oh man. So, no, uh, my mom's
1: y- gonna be so disappointed. And you speak right? proper English.
0: That's exactly right. You proper. speak proper English <laughs> better than most people here speak proper English. But yeah she th- th- they they are pretty amazing and they are so passionate about helping people, children, adults, and you know, the wellness studio is a counseling and therapy facility where they work with people and they're talking, they were talking with us about a big initiative they're hoping to undertake. In addition to that, they're going to be doing a podcast. Yes. And we know the name of it, but we're not going to say it here. And we're actually adding shows. We mentioned that on last week's show that we're going to be adding shows to Podcast Two Two Five. And I think I told, be I, so I shared with you one of the ones we won't get oh, into that, here. That'll be, it's going to be really good. Yeah. There, there are. There's going to be a certain time of the day that that one's going to be really, <laughs> really good. So, and then we got the, the, the guys at Habana Port Cigar Company or a cigar store here in town. They've in, made mention of wanting to do a podcast. So, yeah, we're looking to have it. There'll Are be you, just a vast variety of different topics, that's different what subjects, That's right. what we want. That's what we want. That's what we want. You know, today we're talking with Chris Stewart, Detective Chris Stewart, with the Baton Rouge Police Department. He's actually president of the union. And he's going to talk about an incident that took place as we record this where two officers were shot and he's also going to talk about kind of the rank and file police officers reaction to the way that police officers are portrayed in the media.
1: Right.
0: Now, I will say there are instances where some officers deserve scrutiny for bad decisions, mm-hmm. right? But
1: Everyone makes mistakes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And in some cases it's not even mistakes. In some cases it's just absolute purposeful bad judgment. Right. But I think that those incidents are small in number compared Compared to to the mm -hmm. uh, interactions between police officers and civilians every day. It's like if you have several hundred thousand interactions between police officers and people on the streets and then maybe a dozen, that would be questionable or could be problematic. I mean, the number is small. Obviously, my friends who've worked in law enforcement don't want to have any. They never want to have trouble. But I mean, I think it's a little unfair (laughs) To generalize. And to ask the police to be perfect yeah. when perfection doesn't really exist anywhere, anywhere else. else right. So he's going to be on to talk about that. We actually met. I didn't know this until he shared this with me in the show. And should I give it away now? I'll wait until the close. So to talk you about can't it. do that. No, me. we'll come back and we'll talk about come it on. in the close. And all right. he right. says it in the show, something I didn't realize that I was a part of. Only a small part because they did most of the work, but... I was a part of something that's now still going on today, and it was it was really surprising, and I was honored to hear that. So, listen, if you want to have a podcast, if you've been thinking about having your own radio show, your own podcast, now's the time to reach out to us and tell us about it's it. It's
1: ever-growing. It's what's happening. It's that's, overtaking radio. That's
0: exactly right, and pretty soon, Orlando's going to have her own podcast.
1: Sure, about the South, the South African accent and all no, I don't. Well, maybe think. not. No.
0: Maybe not. Maybe, I have to maybe, be wise maybe. in order to have all the topics. To there you about. go. There you go. Maybe we can get you and, and, and Kells to do oh, Kells, you know who you are. Maybe yeah. get you and Kells to do a show together. Definitely. That would that could be interesting. And so you could do that, that could because be inter- there, need, there yeah. was no way that show would be. I need a co That show would not be PG. So, there, <laughs> <laughs> so it would have to be well, a podcast. A podcast right? That's exactly I can right. Say what I want. You know, I spoke with uh, Richard last week oh, and he's he's ready to come back. come back? Yeah, he's ready to come back. It's been a while, he hadn't been here this year. No. He was the last I mean, show just... of last year. Yeah. And it's already almost March. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Blows my mind. Yeah. Time flies. So, Detective Chris Stewart on a fascinating, fascinating discussion is next here on Podcast225.com. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people posting your company's logo on the podcast 225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on the clay young show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience get more information by calling 225-214-1550 that's 225-214-1550 welcome back to the clay young show Back with Detective Chris Stewart with the Baton Rouge Police Department. Chris is the president of the union, and he and I have known each other. I think we met in 04. I think it was the 04. It was before the 04, maybe right after the 04, 04 mayoral election. Probably right before. So, right before that. Yeah. So, 12 years we've been knowing each yeah, other. Yeah. And you know, this son of a gun this is the first time I've seen him in all these years, and it's totally on him. But I take no responsibility. That's right. <laughs> So, first up, on a serious note, this past weekend, as we sit to record this in Baton Rouge, two officers were shot uh, as they were trying to apprehend a suspect. And the first thing I want to ask is how they are. How are they?
1: They're doing fine. Um, there's no life-threatening issues. Um, one is out of the hospital as of yesterday, and I believe the other one is set to be released today. So, okay. they're, they're, doing, they're doing good.
0: Now, this is a case of someone with mental illness having access to a high-powered weapon. And, you know, we can't litigate the politics of what goes on to that. And quite frankly, I'm a pro-gun guy. Right, right. So am I. But I do think we should have a discussion at some point about people with mental illness right. being able to have access to any weapon, not just high-powered, any gun sure. in general, because in so many cases they lack the capacity to make sound Correct. decisions. Is that fair?
1: I think so. I think we have to have some, some plain talk about that. Uh, it's obviously an issue. You see these shootings across the country, right? They seem to always revert back to, to the mental state of Mm -hmm. the individual, uh, like you and i were discussing before sometimes you can't everybody's crazy who pulls out a gun and And shoots somebody somebody. that's right that's right but there's this you know when there's illness involved when there's long-term care involved Mm -hmm. i think that's something we're going to have to put our finger on at some point and um try to control if if possible without infringing on anybody's rights.
0: right and i think we we would agree with that i mean it is a constitutional right and the the overwhelming majority of people who own guns are not going to go out and shoot somebody correct and most people own guns for protection or sport you know know, oh, right. they're hunters, right. but they're not they're not interested in going out and doing anything right. silly. I think so often, Chris, is the the nature of the discussion by some of the national figures rises to such a combative nature that you lose the ability to have a civil conversation about what does and doesn't work.
1: Well, it's so polarizing yeah. at, at every level, uh, starting with uh, neighbors, mm-hmm. up, one up to our elected officials, so right. the highest level. Right. You know, it's very polarizing, very. Uh, argumentative, uh, potentially argumentative sure. uh, issue. And I think that we got to have somebody with level heads step in and, and bring people to the table and right. have a serious discussion about it because um, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to us as law enforcement, dangerous to the average citizen going about their daily business mm-hmm. when uh, someone with these issues gets a hold of a rifle. Anything could happen.
0: What do you think about this statement? And this is me talking. If you ban guns, outside of law enforcement, the only people will, who will still have them will be the criminals.
1: I think there's a lot to be said about that, a lot of truth to that. Um, because, I
0: mean, the criminals, I mean, the criminals generally don't call you all ahead of time and correct. say, hey, detective, I'm getting ready to rob a bank over right. here. Right. Catch me if you can. Right.
1: And we are at a level now uh, with guns across the United States and the easy access to them uh, by stealing them, if right. nothing else. I mean, the average criminal, before he goes and robs at a bank, is not going to walk into a uh, uh, Walmart or uh, Jim's Firearms. That's right. They're not going to go in there and, and purchase a gun. Do they? I guess uh, occasionally, maybe mm-hmm. so, but most of them are going to get them through
0: illegal means. Right. Do you think the the database as it stands is effective enough from the standpoint of being a law enforcement professional? I mean, you've spent so many years as a police officer. Do you think it's, an, it's effective enough? And if not, what are some things that can be reasonably done to give you guys more up to the minute or give just say the gun business community more up-to-the-minute information.
1: Right. That would probably be out of my forte to even yeah. – I'm not a tech guru. Sure. I don't know if the databases can be built that way. Um, I don't know if the government should be keeping track of every individual, what kind of gun you own. Those yeah. are discussions that yeah. are so, like I said, inflammatory to some mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. and some that make sense. Uh, personally, I think there needs to be some some type of accountability If you own high-powered weapons, uh, anything that can be used to commit such a violent act as this, and they can kill mass amounts of people in a short period of time. That's what you have to remember, and that's what these kind of weapons can do.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with being responsible. Now, again, I push back on the government trying to— Stop me from owning a gun. Absolutely. If I'm not, if there's nothing on my record that would prohibit me, it's my right to own one. And if I want one, I should have it. But I think at the same time, you have to balance it with responsibility. There's
1: got to be some kind of accountability, responsibility in there somewhere.
0: In the last, gosh, year and a half, there have been so many discussions about the relationship between law enforcement and communities. Sure. Specifically, inner city communities. And some of the conversations have been civil. A lot of them have been emotional to the uh, point of becoming almost destructive, depending on the way it goes. Before we get into it, just your surface response to the to the discussion going on in America today about law enforcement and communities.
1: I think a lot of it is is plain and simple, unfair. I think that um, a. Small amount of officers that have mm-hmm. made bad decisions sure. have thrown things into such a tailspin nationally because of the media coverage, the mm-hmm. intense media coverage. No question about it. Of only bad incidents. Right. That's all we see is bad incidents. Right. There's bad instances everywhere you go in every walk of life, everything mm-hmm. that we do. Uh, from, from a workplace like a, a Exxon or Walmart or anywhere like that, there's thing, bad things that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But they don't get the media coverage. They don't no. get the intense scrutiny right. as you do uh, in law enforcement now. In t- nowadays. Um, I think we've got a long way to go to recovery. Um, I think the, that we're going to have to do things different, uh, and I think the public is going to have to understand that things like what happened Saturday morning are going to continue to happen. We're going to do our job. We're going right. to toe the line. We're going to do what we have to do to stay trained and mm-hmm. stay focused and protect ourselves and protect the community. And if we lose that, then we've lost everything. It's not worth having anymore. Right. So um, we, just need, we need better education for the mm-hmm. public, I think, and we need better uh, leadership through our elected officials to calm some of these situations when they happen and, and say that, hey, the police are doing the best that they can do in certain situations. Right. And there's always going to be bad right. incidents that happen.
0: You know, it's it's interesting when you talk to the rank and file about and I agree with what you said, a small number of officers who make poor decisions or there are gray area circumstances where right. depending on your personal perspective, you could go either way, Certainly. especially when there there's nothing to show who's in the right or who's Absolutely. in the wrong. And I think citizens have a presumption of innocence until guilt is proven. Right, But the same kind of exists for law enforcement as well.
1: <laughs> we're the other way around. We're guilty until proven <laughs> innocent.
0: And I think that it's become it's become so destructive now. And look, I've had friends in law enforcement for most of my adult life. Even before right. we met, I just have all, you know, I grew up in an era where police officers were heroes, people sure. who wore, ba- you know, that's, I guess maybe that's gone now. Depending well, on how the media, you know. I think
1: it depends on where we're at and where the well, what yeah. the climate is. Uh, has nationally uh, it, it it come to roost in Baton Rouge? Mm-hmm. Sure, in some some circumstances. But I got to say that overall in Baton Rouge, I think our community has came together in a different kind of way. I don't think there's animosity there. Right. I think we we do our job in the inner city uh, as best we can. Are there some folks? that's, that's probably never going to be happy. Sure, right. there are always going to be that element. But I really think overall that uh, we do a good job. I think that the community is happy with us. Mm-hmm. I think that most folks understand that there's going to be bad things that happen. Sure. And when we when that does happen, the department addresses it. Uh, the union addresses it. We do the best we can to repair the damage and mm-hmm. move on and keep the, the respect and admiration of our citizens. We, we, we want that. We want them to, to think of us as heroes. Sure. Uh, the average cop don't want to be called a hero because it's just what they do for a living. It's, sure, what, but, it's their job. But
0: for little kids, I think – It's not a bad idea to have, whether it's a police officer, fireman, a member of the military, it's a good idea to have kids set their trajectory on being the kind of person who would follow the rules as opposed to idolizing someone uh, who makes criminal behavior cool. Right, right, right. so, let's, let's backing away. We don't have the community issues here that exist in other parts of the country. No, I don't think so. Knock on wood, thankfully. Right. thankfully. But when you talk to rank and file, are they angry? Are they uh, a, a bit jaded about the conversation that's going on? Do they feel, you know, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't? I mean, right. w- what, what do you hear from them?
1: I think there's a mixed bag of, uh, of everything you said. I think there's a little bit of... Uh Animosity there towards the, the press for the way they handle it because they don't feel like that even in these departments that have had these issues that all the officers there are, are, are bad. Mm-hmm. They're getting painted with a broad brush. But uh, here in Baton Rouge, I think our rank and file, uh, they do their job well. They do it every day. They don't expect anything. If they get it, they're, they're happy to get it sure. and, and they appreciate it. But at the end of the day, they, they're going to do their job. They're trained well. Uh, they we're going to have ups and downs. They understand that. Uh, they understand that there's going to be issues with our pay and our benefits, and we always fighting for, for more and, and for uh, better compensation. Mm-hmm. But at some point, uh, you know, we just have to take the approach that uh, we're going to all come together on issues and uh, – and do the best that we can to overcome the, any kind of tragedies that come our way, and and I think that I, I my hats off to our rank and file. I think they do a great job of doing that every day. Just like Saturday, I've never seen a more professional atmosphere. Oh sure. In the way that was handled. Yeah. We had a lot going on that day. There were events downtown. People got pulled off of that and sent yeah. to the shooting. I had to go to the shooting yeah. because I was on my way to something else. There was plenty of officers that was was affected about it, but they responded professionally. Got there took care of what we needed to do everybody was informed the press got as much information as we could get to them in that particular time without jeopardizing the investigation uh my hats off to everybody who was involved from the chief down to the lowest uh, uh rookie officer i sure. think everybody did a fantastic job in responding under the circumstances when when two of us get hurt it it it, it gives you that extra pucker factor mm-hmm. it, it ups the ante mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you get adrenaline dump people are worried People are scared. There's all kind of conflicting stories coming out about how they're doing. You know, they rush to the hospital. It's a very intense and and dramatic event that's unfolding, and you're a part of it because yeah. you wear that uniform. When yeah. you walk into an emergency room and you see a uniform spread out on the ground with blood all over it, it rings terrible things and images into your mind yeah. forever. And yeah. you see that wife sitting there uh, uh, shaking and. And upset, and it, it hits home that you got that same thing at home. You know, your wife and kids are, are at home worrying about you, yeah. too. That's a, of, it, it humanizes it. And a lot of, of people think that we get dehumanized yeah. by the job we do, but it's the exact opposite. We turn into more humanized people than anybody else because our emotions family. are so up front. Yeah. We're we a big family.
0: I remember we one of the more tragic incidents in recent history here was the shooting of Terry Melanson. Right. And I remembered us talking after that. In fact, we did at the time I was doing a radio show someplace and we did a, a little fundraiser kind of impromptu someplace in yep. Shenandoah uh, or somewhere. A, Donut um, Place or something. Coffee shop. Coffee on shop. On yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. Just to, to raise some money yep. for uh, for Terry's family.
1: That's where we started the Fallen Heroes account, right there. And
0: and so, really?
1: Yep. I didn't know that. And it's grown to a magnificent number now. We've been able to help so many officers since that date. I didn't know that, We have ongoing fundraisers all the time to replenish the money, and we're going to be able to help these officers, just like we've helped many more that the public never even finds out about, but... We take care of our own, <laughs> and a uh, lot. And my hat's off to the Baton Rouge community, too, yeah. for giving as much oh, as man. they give when we ask.
0: That day, we had people coming in there. It's just one day, man. I think I called you or something and said, hey, let's do yeah, this thing. Yeah, spur of the moment, and uh, out of
1: that came the Fallen <laughs> Heroes Fund. Get out of here. And it's been, ever since that point, what's uh, probably... Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Uh, 10, 12 no, it's, years. No, uh,
0: it's 11 years. It'll be 11 years this summer because that's right. That was 05. That was before the year, Correct. Be- the that's right. summer before Katrina happened. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Actually, a few weeks before it, it Katrina. Was a couple of weeks. That's right. So, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud and to we've hear been that. Very man.
1: successful at maintaining that fun and, like I said, replenishing it. And we have so many people that even thank. Um, down to the Spanish Town Parade every year that gives us a nice contribution and hats off to them and like I said all the business community, the organizations across the city uh, um, just it's overwhelming at times (laughs) when we have a fundraiser to see and they know that every penny of that goes directly to the office. Sure. We don't take a surcharge. We don't take an right. admin fee. There's no, If you give to that. Is there fund, a website
0: or something for that?
1: Uh, no, but they can contact us, they can yeah. contact us give, directly. Give yeah. um, you can contact me on my cell phone. You uh, sure you want to give out yourself? cell phone? Well, no, you tell do you carry a gun, too, so that's okay. Carry <laughs> if they on. want to give money, by all means, contact me on the cell phone. I'd be happy to take it for them. But my number is 225 938 one one zero five.
0: And the great uh, thing about a podcast is that you can rewind it until you right. till you get the number down.
1: And look, they can also email me, which okay. would probably be the best way. By the okay. way, but uh, email me at sstewart at brgov dot
0: at That's right.
1: And if they want to email me, I can give them uh, information on how to make a contribution, uh, where to send a check, uh, and like I said, all that money goes directly to those officers. We don't make a big push anymore when somebody gets hurt initially. Yeah. Um, We always will take contributions, obviously, but we like to do it in between. Mm -hmm. For when times are hard, we can just go to that family, write that check, and move on. And we've helped them, and and that's what it's for. It's the immediate access to funds for medical expenses. For uh, overtime, they're not going to get to work. For extra duty, they're not going to get to work because we rely on those things to supplement our income. Yeah. So, when they're gone and, and you're down to base pay, it, mm-hmm. it's tough. Plus, yeah. you got all these other expenses if the wife has to stay home and take care of the, right. the spouse or, mm-hmm. or vice versa. And then, you know, children expenses, it
0: goes on and on and on. You know how it is, it, uh, it, it amounts up quick. Let me throw a few other things at you here body cameras. Your thoughts, love them. <laughs> they're they.
1: they we are moving into a new age of technology. Yes, and I would be remiss to say that we didn't like them. I, I think they're a good tool. I think they're a very good tool for law enforcement, and I don't like to keep that up front. But they're a tool for law enforcement for arresting bad guys, right? For criminal prosecution, they're evidence. They're right. not a gotcha to try
0: right. to
1: get police officers in trouble. Yeah, it's a couple of key things that you got to remember when you, when we're talking about body cameras. We feel that they are, like I said, a, a thing of the future, mm-hmm. uh, but they're very expensive. Uh, it costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that money's got to come from somewhere. And I'm a union guy, so if uh, we're talking about money, <laughs> I, I think we need to be addressing pay and benefits and, and recruiting tools and things like that before we drop three or four million on a body camera program. Now I'm for body cameras. Mm-hmm. I'm also for maybe some grants, uh maybe buying them uh one district at a time until we can get them up and running because there's so many different uh, pieces of technology out there you have to remember, the body camera itself and then the storage of the data. That's the infinite number that nobody can give us. right None of these companies can say, well it's going to cost you uh 50,000 a year, 100,000 a year. What about companies in
0: other cities that have them?
1: Well, that's the escalating factor. is okay. the storage of the data. That's and the repairs of the camera. I mean, let's face it. It's it's a camera, mm-hmm. so it's a you know, a sophisticated, sure. delicate piece of equipment.
0: And subject to needs some maintenance because sure. of the, the, how you're using them. But you're saying... Our guys
1: get into fights. Yeah, they work in yeah. inclement weather. Sure. Uh, is, like you know, we had today. Pres- that's right. And you're out there on a wreck today with a body camera strapped yeah. to you with all that rain getting in it. Yeah. it, it, it even if it's built for that, there's going to be issues down the road. They're eventually going to give out, and you're going to have to replace them.
0: But you're saying you're not against body cameras. Your argument, if I understand you correctly, is in the priority of things we ought to be spending money on, it should start with taking care of the men and women who are out working.
1: Absolutely. I think that's first. And I think second, as we phase in body cameras, as we start to develop them, and I think they're coming. They're they're a thing of the future. (sighs) And if that technology is out there, we should take advantage of it. But it is for criminal prosecution. Right. It's it's a piece of evidence, it's, and it's no different as the tools on our belt, our, our firearms, sure. our pepper spray, sure. our baton. It's something that's added to, to our level of protection. Mm-hmm. It's just like your vest. That body camera is going to protect a lot of officers right, right. from the un, undue scrutiny that, that we're getting from across the country. Because I want to I be able to point out, I want I, I want the public to see some of the things that we have to deal with. Sure. If you watch an episode of Cops, you get to see some of the uh, uh, stressful events that police officers go through. That happens in Baton Rouge every day. That's the for, same thing. Give, give
0: us a for example.
1: A for example, you go to a domestic argument. You, uh, you're you doing fine. You just ate, you, you, you go through an officer's uh, shift of duty. Mm-hmm. You just ate your uh, meal for the day. You're hanging out with a couple of your buddies. Everything's fine. and then Ten minutes from there, you're in the middle of a scene where uh, a man has beat his wife and his child, the house is destroyed, she's bleeding, Uh, you need EMS there, you're trying to figure out what all happened, the neighbors are coming at you, they're mad because you got the guy in handcuffs fixing to arrest him, and they're trying to tell you a different story about something else, and you're trying to process all this and you're trying to make your notes, and you're trying to get to, to handle the situation mm-hmm. and get people the right aid that they need if they've been injured and to figure out what elements of crime has been committed right. on top of all right. this. So you're in the middle of all this. Now, there's some out there that are pro-body camera who say that we should not be able to review that video footage before we write our report, which is asinine. It's plain and simple, asinine. There is no way... That you can sit there and write your report and be exact to that video. The video is a tool,
0: once but again. there are already cameras on some of the
1: and on cruisers, absolutely. Now. Yeah, we and, have in-car and, cameras. And you're on just able about to,
0: you're able to view that video when you're absolutely. doing. A r- yeah,
1: we've been doing that since. Yeah, uh, Chief Laduff was here. I think yeah. we started getting them around the time uh, yeah. Katrina came. Yeah. everything's related to Katrina nowadays. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. our. Uh, or point in time that everything is related to, but around that time we started putting them in cars, and mm-hmm. we have always been able to replay that video and and look at the the details of it and write our report because well, what 's the
0: argument against being able to uh, an officer being able to view the body camera footage before writing a report?
1: I think some are out there that have an agenda that just want a gotcha for a police officer to to try to catch them in some kind of a uh, uh, lie or, or this report says one thing, but the video says something else. And it may not be that much of a sticking
0: point. Right.
1: Uh, it may be the difference between somebody had on a white shirt and sure. a red shirt. Sure. But you get it wrong in the report and then they can say, well, you lied in your report. Absolutely.
0: Well, but the thing is, you an officer wouldn't be able to doctor the video. That's right. So then exactly. it, definitely, it, it shouldn't matter.
1: And that's what I've testified to at our committee. The, re, the, the video is the video. You can't change that. Some say, well, we can doctor our report or we mm-hmm. can uh, mislead somebody in a report. But I don't, I, what you see is what you see in, in the video. And something somebody else has, it, you have to remember that the video is not perfect. The video may see things that the human eye is not able to see. Right. Especially some of the videos or some of the cameras are so good mm-hmm. and they have infrared they see in the dark, and and that's all great Find fine, Annie, When you go back and review your videotape, but you don't have infrared right, vision; you right. can't see. So in the you dark. can't see.
0: Where on the where on the body would the camera be? It's
1: most of ours are where it in the, in the center, like um, right in the center right of the, in the chest, center where where a necktie okay. would be. Okay, like about okay. Middle ways of the shirt. Okay, the ones that we have now. Um, there are several other v- of them um, versions. Sure, some uh, fit on your lapel, some fit on the epaulet of the uniform. Okay. Um, there's even some like that sitting
0: up like a yeah they're sitting smaller on the shoulder, almost like the that? size of a pager
1: they, huh. and some are big it just depends on the version uh, that we are going with this new company now Taser mm-hmm. um, they have a better product than the, the previous one we used um, and that's going to be a trial and error it's just like any other new piece of technology sure and you know how it is when you you buy these cameras and with six months they're outdated mm-hmm. and there's something better on the market mm-hmm. so we're kind of we want to see some of the other agencies do. Uh, some experimentation, sure, and we want to do some too, and then compare notes with other folks and our neighbors to get the best bang for That's the right. buck. But let me ask spend you: spend our now. money wisely and get the best bang.
0: for Let buck. me ask you this now: if the city council and the mayor's office through the end of this year, because we're going to get to the mayor's election. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> but if 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 they decide, I don't talk politics. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If if they decide though. They find the money in the budget, and they do this. They say, we're going to do it. We're just going to do this. What's going to be the union, the rank and file's response to it? If they just say, it's happening, we're paying for it, it's done.
1: I'm going to say that's fine. That's great. We'll support it. We'll we'll stand behind your body cameras, but um, we need a pay increase. And And? that's got to come from somewhere. And? We want to see a pay increase, uh, or I'm going to have to oppose body cameras.
0: Um, Which means, opposing body cameras means...
1: Well, we, we take our voice to the people. And I, I think that always works. Um, I think the the citizens understand where we're coming from. They want their money spent wisely, too. And I think you need a great police force that are paid adequately. Not We don't want to make what doctors make. We know we're not going to make that oh, sure. much. But we want a fair and decent wage for a, 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 a shift work. Mm-hmm. And... At the same time, we want our, our, our salaries to be competitive and our retirement to be left alone. And Because every year, either the legislature or somebody is trying to uh, change our retirement benefits and change our
0: pay. But let's go into the details on that. For, for the average person out there like myself who's not a law enforcement officer, right? right? right. So we may not know the hard numbers. On average, a, an officer walks out of the academy, becomes a member of the proud. What do they make?
1: Well, start and pay while they're in the academy, before they're confirmed. Oh, it's it okay. Ends.
0: Even when they're accepted to the academy, they, they start being paid.
1: That's right. Okay. It's uh, around almost $34,000, okay. thirty-three to, some change. Okay. Um, and then after they're on for a year, mm-hmm. they'll get another step increase, and mm-hmm. they get the 6000 a year state supplemental pay mm-hmm. that we get from the state. And that brings their total pay up to around thirty-seven. 38,000 well, a year. So this as a starting is starting rookie and okay. officer out of the academy. Okay. And then they have the availability to work overtime and extra duty that all kicks in mm-hmm. after they've been confirmed employees Okay. and they supplement their income. And we we have always been expected to and probably will always work a lot of overtime and a lot of extra duty. Sure. To make uh, ends meet mm-hmm. and to make uh, an adequate wage to take care of our uh, Well, life you're not getting job.
0: rich at $37,000 a right. year. That's right.
1: You're going to have to hustle. Yeah. And uh I think sometimes that the hustle is is maybe too much. Yeah, uh, because guys, uh, especially young guys and sure. middle of their career guys, sure. are working, working, working. They're not spending time yeah. with their family. Yeah, the divorce rate is higher for police officers yeah. than it is. It's just about I actually every heard walk that a life. few years ago. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what do you think? So you're not home.
0: What do you think the the number ought to be? You know, after the academy, instead of 37, once you get, you know, boots on the ground, you're a member of the force. What, where do you think that in, in – and all things being equal, you know, well, norm, what, what do you think it ought to be? What, what, what's What? Well, I can tell you
1: we're, we're actually – we're about – we're over 20 percent behind state police. And we try to gauge ourselves with state police. We, uh, they just got it raised recently. Yeah. And the number's probably actually a little higher. It's probably around 25 percent. Uh, it's significantly lower. And we Wait
0: a minute. Are you saying you make a, f- a fourth oh, or you're 25%, or 25% behind them? Up. 25% right. below them. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, good God, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. My first thought was, what are
0: they making? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say believe
1: <laughs> But, hey, hats off to those guys. They deserve it. They sure. do a great job. Oh, Sure. Uh, this is not definitely by any stretch saying that they should.
0: They oh don't no, deserve what you they don't get. see this as a slam of no. them, but you're saying, well, well, based upon that comparison, though, where are you saying the number ought to be, though?
1: I think uh, where we would fall is somewhere around forty thousand starting salary. Okay, um, forty to forty-five, somewhere in that area. Okay. If we did a comparison to where a troopers at when sure. they come out of the academy, sure. and then i sorry I didn't bring my numbers with me, but I have well, all the, the 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 numbers, and if you run it out, we want to be comparative to theirs as they run up their Mm -hmm. uh, rank structure and get into command uh, elements of the state police then we feel the same way at our department that we should be uh, held accountable just like they are Uh, the public believes in us as much as they believe in them they want a strong police department for them for the baton rouge area and we compete directly with state police troop is the largest troop in the state Mm -hmm. with nine parishes they have their headquarters here a Region One detectives right out there on
0: Perkins by yeah. Highland, yeah, correct,
1: yeah. They got that, and so they hire more people for the Baton Rouge area, yeah. in and around. So they have the opportunity to get the best and the brightest, the the college graduate with mm-hmm. a prior military record with some law enforcement experience. Mm-hmm. That that man or woman is going to go uh, seek out. What do you think the number one goal is when they're looking for a job to see how much it pays, right? And they're going to go, where the money's at.
0: Well, when the, when, the, when the politician locally says, well, we don't have the money, where is it going to come from? Your response would be? We need
1: to find the funding source. We do. We agree with the city uh, 100% that we need a funding source. Do the you state believe, police was able to get their funding source yeah. to get their pay increase. Do
0: you believe the Baton Rouge Police Department... And again, you, you know, we were joking a few seconds ago when you talk about not doing politics. Actually, you can't really get into politics because of <laughs> right, what you're directly. doing That's correct. directly. So just to put that out there. So if people wonder, you, you, you're you kind of prohibited from doing correct. that. Correct. But I will ask you this. Do you feel like PD, Baton Rouge Police Department, is as high a priority as it ought to be? By the council and the mayor's office.
1: Well, I feel that this mayor has tried to put the uh, public safety as first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe that. Um, uh, and the council, the council, <laughs> it's the council. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know where they're at sometimes, but I, I, like, I have a great relationship with a lot of council yeah. people, and I, I think they try. I the really meetings do. are
0: really good television. Yes,
1: though. it is. Mm. Uh, I, I I believe in them. I, I think they're trying to do a good job for their constituency. Sure. Where their priorities are sometimes, I'm not real sure. But uh, it is what it is. You know, They have a function in government just like the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor submits the budget. He's always done well for police and fire mm-hmm. and DPW. I think he's doing his – they're all important. We're sure. all important. Sure, sure, EMS, fire, police, DPW. Everybody has a certain job.
0: To so do. you don't have a gripe. You're not saying there's a gripe with the council and the mayor's office right no, now.
1: No, there's not a gripe with either one of them. I think that, that we're – probably doing the best that we can do. Could they work a little harder getting the funding source? I think so. Uh, I I look, like I said, I'm a union guy Represent my people on the street. Did they deserve more money? Absolutely.
0: Well, I'll ask you this, Chris, you know, this is an election year and obviously with the, with the the comment about politics and not being able to back a candidate and all that, you can't do that. However, you can't have an election in this town without talking about public safety right alongside right. infrastructure and economic development. People are going to be talking about public safety. Yep. What do you want to hear from a candidate for mayor of either party, male, female? What are you listening for?
1: We want to hear uh, uh, some short-term goals and, and uh, obviously some long-term goals. For instance, There's give solutions. me some items. Pay uh we want to see like i said a funding source identified we'll work together with them we'll we'll put in the elbow grease we'll Mm -hmm. put in the time we need to come to the table find an an identified funding source of some sort to get us dedicated money to go strictly to police salaries Mm -hmm. the fire department has a property tax that goes strictly to their salaries and, and their benefit package and we need something like that, whether it's a tax. I, God forbid I use the word tax and <laughs> put that out publicly. I, would no, I, I don't you like taxes. You need that
0: gun you're carrying around. I don't
1: like taxes no more than the next guy. Trust me. No, sir. When, but,
0: especially when I think there's likely to be a tax of some fort, of some sort to right. deal with infrastructure here because – uh, at some point, we got to address the fact that the roads here are not in great shape. And then when That's it right. when we get a torrential downpour of more than thirty minutes, <laughs> there's water gushing <laughs> out right. of manhole covers. It comes from everywhere. We got to do something about that.
1: There is a cost to citizenship. No I question. That. There is. Uh, what what the number is? Yeah, I would be uh, hard to to say.
0: So you said but you want to hear pay. You want to hear them address. At, so let's say they come to you with a plan to address police pay, but. They may not be able to put a, a, a clock on it or at least put a start date on it until, say, well, the, the mayor will take office in 2017. Right. So 18 or 19. Sure.
1: Sure. Well, that's going to be a reality. We're not going to be right. on I mean, that, That's just the way it is. Sure. Uh, I would like to see some some facts, not just rhetoric. Right, uh, We hear rhetoric in every election about public safety. Nobody's going to get on TV and say public safety is not a priority. Right. They're not going to say that they don't like the police or sure. they don't like the fire. Sure. They don't like EMS. They're all going to say these are our folks that protect us and we they're a very good part of our mm-hmm. community, blah, blah, blah. We hear the same thing all the time. What we want is to hear some real solutions. How yeah. are you going to do it? Tell us, because... As soon as they take office, the first thing they say, well, we don't have the money, we don't know how to get it. Wait a minute, you just got elected and you said you're gonna prioritize it. <laughs> what are we gonna do to fix it? We gotta fix this gap somewhere because this is a reoccurring problem. They wanna see reoccurring funds right. to give us pay raises and to, to, to give us our benefits that we need, our benefit package, but they don't wanna help us identify a, a funding source. When
0: was the last time officers got a raise?
1: Uh, well, we just got a, a slight increase uh, this past year. What slight? Uh, between one and three percent, depending on where you were at in the ranks. What structure. would
0: you have liked it to have been if, if the money was there? Well,
1: I would like to see a better address to, to uh, try to catch state police if possible. Okay realistically yeah. well, i mean if you if you ask me to pine the sky if we ever, i want a if, 20% raise but are so. we
0: ever going to do that though i mean you said catch the state police because right now at this point I that know. raise that the state gave the state police while deserving because of what they do sure. Is like a lot of things going to fall under scrutiny because, absolutely, you know they're ready to sell the kitchen table and the couch and the TV right <laughs> I, now.
1: I think I seen a, a yard sale sign <laughs> in front of the Capitol <laughs> earlier.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, and, and I think Governor Edwards is just elected, but he was going to have to get the hell out of Louisiana talking about <laughs> canceling. Football and tops, man, man. That was that was not a good rough. night for him. No, nah, well,
1: that's. Uh, I hope neither one of those things get canceled. They're both both very important to well, us. Well, uh, let me tell you I something. Hope we can th- find a solution.
0: Listen, they'll burn candles to light the state capitol before <laughs> they stop football. <laughs> I think Saturday. I have to, I have to agree with Stadium. you on that
1: one. That, that would be a tough sale. So,
0: so coming in, you want them to address. Pay and benefits. Are there any things that would be non-starters if someone came in and said they wanted to do this? You would go, well, that's going to be a problem.
1: Well, spending money foolishly. We, you know, we're for example, on on things that that may or may not be, uh, you know, a priority. Like we were talked about body cameras a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. I like, I'm not against body cameras. I'm against outfitting the entire department jumping into a program that we have no knowledge about no knowledge about what it's going to cost Mm -hmm. and then what if we go down the road three or four years and we've spent i don't know how many millions of dollars three four five millions of dollars and the body cameras don't work anymore we can't store them anymore we can't store the data we don't know how to do it right can't afford it and they just put them all in a closet somewhere And, and and but you can't buy inferior
0: used. ones because if one conks out in the middle of an altercation, that would not go well. No, you, no they got to be top yeah, of the line. Yeah. They have to be. Or the program is, uh, is not worth having. Can you? I don't know if you can even get into this, and if you can't, just tell me. Uh, about four years ago, a f- former police chief <laughs> sitting across a table from me on a radio show started a, a discussion that uh, was controversial at the time about the interaction between PD and young black men. And it was I can tell you I was the guy sitting across the table from him. Yeah, I remember that. It was surprising that that was put out there and it started this back and forth and it was on a Thursday because the next day I was at live after 5. <laughs> and I had the opportunity to talk to some of the officers who found me to come and talk and to be honest with you they were asking about context they wanted to be certain that what they heard was I said oh no we 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 don't do that i don't right. you know when we sat down to do this i say whatever we talk about right. that's what goes up right. um your reaction to that the discussion i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus but sure. that discussion and then where we've come from then cuz that was 4 years ago this right. summer
1: right it was that was a Allegation, and I'll just I'll call it that. Sure, that was uh, unfounded, unwarranted, Mm -hmm. unjust.
0: Basically, basically saying that the Baton Rouge Police Department, many in the police department, profile black men. That's
1: correct. That's what was said, and it was uh, it was just totally um, uncalled for, uh, unprofessional, and I think we. Not to beat a dead horse, we addressed it Mm -hmm. uh, at the time. And my challenge then is to still, today, that anybody that thinks that, bring it to us. Sure. Uh, If there is a uh, problem that exists, such as that, and and someone feels that, uh, make the complaint and it will be examined, investigated, looked into. Make the complaint with whoever you want to, with our internal affairs. There's always complaints made on officers. Sure. And and they're they're investigated very thoroughly by our internal affairs division. There's investigations done by the Department of Justice in our in our on every shooting that we have. I'm mm-hmm. sure this past weekend shooting will be examined by them as well. Sure. Uh especially in the day's climate. Right. But uh, we want those complaints and allegations looked into. And I can tell you right now, have we had our bad moments? Absolutely. But are they justified in saying that ten percent of us are are treating anybody like that? African Americans, uh white folks, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy right. to, to say something like that. And um, it was very disheartening then, and it still is today to, to hear that. Because Do you still hear it? I think we have people in our community that probably still try to resurrect that from time to time, and it's it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, when you say things like that, it empowers folks that are always negative to continue on that negativity. And we try to stay positive. Sure. Um, we try to give people the assurance that we're going to do the best we can, mm-hmm. and if... We have bad times. We had something that comes up that is under scrutiny. We're going to do our best that we can to investigate it and handle it properly. And the union's going to be there. We look out for the officers. I'll be the first one to say we represent our officers sure. when allegations come along the way. But we're also there to make sure that uh, the citizens we, – we know the stakeholders. Sure. we got to go back to these citizens when it comes time to perhaps pass a tax or to yeah. get any kind of support for uh, – something for our department, whether it be body cameras, pay sure. benefits, whatever. So we know that we got to keep them on our side as well. So we got to be transparent right. in our representation.
0: Listen, I knew and know Pat Englade, obviously the same for Jeff Laduff and Dab, uh, chief Dabity. If they, they're not going to tolerate <laughs> that. They're going, as, as, as we say, they're going to run you off. That's right. Um, and I know this from individual conversations with them. They're not looking to cover for a guy no. who throws the 99% under the bus. That's right. If you don't need to be here. You're gone.
1: Yeah, now, that's right.
0: I, and I believe that about those men. Yep. And I, you know, I believe it today. What is the, the diversity makeup of PD right now? Do you know?
1: I don't have those numbers exactly in front of me. I, I, I don't. Are there know more I,
0: black officers today Say than in the last ten years yes. is it about the same? Yes.
1: This this current chief and then uh, Chief Laduff before them has has worked hard uh, to make our department more diverse. Mm-hmm. I think there's more interest from uh, from from African Americans, Hispanics, uh, Asians, uh, females. It's Got to be a to sign of progress, board.
0: though, right? That's right.
1: Absolutely, it's a sign of progress. And I think it's uh, a sign that that uh, our department is diverse. That mm-hmm. those. The folks want to come to work for us. They want to be a part of us. They yeah. want to be a part of that brotherhood and um, sisterhood. And uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't leave anybody out. <laughs> but we work. We work tirelessly to make sure that uh, there are no uh, discrepancies sure. in, in in our department. And we want it to be fair. We want to have the best department that we can have. We want mm-hmm. to go after the best and brightest recruits that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ensuring that we we're diverse at the but same time, but you want time. talent. We want talent. Everybody Absolutely. wants
0: talent. You want you yeah. want the best. Yeah. And, so um, let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll just a couple more out because I know you you've you've got a, another appointed round going back to what we just talked about in South Baton Rouge, out you know close to campus in that Gardier area where the sheriff's office is. Uh, Sheriff Gotro has. A and uh, has a, a depot or a substation out there now in a strip yeah, mall I think so, near yeah. Gardier. Mm-hmm. And I know when they put that in, he put deputies on the, on the ground in communities, you know, hermitage and in the Gardier area right. and mingled them with the community. I know that y'all do a lot of that because sure. you guys are a part of community parades and things in the right. inner city. As it relates to that narrative of hostility, Between black males, specifically black males, because that seems to be the only thing the media talks about, um, and the police department, what's fact, what's fiction, and what can be done better on both sides?
1: Well, what's fact, um, there's a criminal element out there, Clay, and it's uh, it's black males, it's white males, it's white females, it's black females. Um, That element is never going to like us. And we don't want them to like us, yeah. Because we we deal them what they don't want, and we, yeah. we stop them, sure. And we put them in jail, um, and they're not going to like us. Uh, I can tell you from experience when what's what's fiction is that it's so widespread and running rampant that we can't. What do is our what is so widespread? The the uh, hostility. Okay. I don't think the hostility is there between the neighborhoods of Baton Rouge. And you don't think it's department. as
0: bad as it's portrayed I, in media?
1: Absolutely not. Okay. No, I don't believe that. Um, I'm out there. I, I, I work um, a lot of special events. I work parades, mm-hmm. and football games. Uh, I mingled just this past Spanish Town parade. Uh,
0: Boy, that got a lot of inches yeah, in the newspaper. It sure didn't? did. <laughs> but it does
1: every year, though. Absolutely. And yeah. Spanish Town is Spanish Town. This yeah. is aside from parade. This is sure. more about people. Sure. And because I had a vast, diverse crowd of mm. folks walk past me in my corner where I was stationed at that day. And I had uh, black folks, white folks all stop, tell me they were happy I was out there, Mm -hmm. Uh, how great of a job BRPD was doing, uh, bringing their children up, wanted to shake my hand, uh, want to give me Mardi Gras beads, want to talk. Um, It's just how we interact with people. Yeah. Now I'm a talker, obviously, and, and I'll speak to people and I ask them how they're doing. I ask them would they going to the parade? Just up I got to pass my time some kind of way, right. so I'd rather interact with folks. Right, and I do, and uh, I I find that the feedback is very good. There's some people that. Obviously, don't want to talk to me. They maybe got a ticket on the way in uh, <laughs> or whatever, and they keep walking. And well, they, they don't ambushing. want you to smell the booze on <laughs> yeah, their breath. <laughs> right? True. Or they just want to keep moving uh, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. But there is a large majority, now, and that's a small, obviously, non-scientific sure, poll sure, sure. with me standing on the corner. Yeah. But I don't think, and, and we we work so hard, and and uh, this mayor's doing a great job of doing it in in the inner city and all parts of Baton Rouge, and his chief is doing a great job. What could and the be department better? Department itself. Well, we can always do better. We can like always what? we can always get out there more in the schools and get our uh, our uh, guys and gals to volunteer their time more in the schools. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Get inside these schools, read to these children. Yeah, see that we're not uh, always bad. Uh, but we do do a lot of that. We have uh, our, our mounted patrol, our canine patrol, our aviation division go out to schools every day. Mm-hmm. They're in a different school in Baton Rouge, putting on demonstration, right? Showing up to all their tricks and, and gizmos that they got, and, and the dogs kids are love it. They, oh, they, they love it, and I think that's a great PR tool. Uh, our chief, uh, our deputy chief, does a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them getting out in the community. They do things during the holidays. Hey, listen, Dab dresses
0: up like Dracula once That's right. a year.
1: Well, how can you beat that?
0: I don't know. I'm just trying to get a I even saw a picture of him in like stilettos or something sitting next to Hiller on a bench. I'm trying to get that picture. It might come in handy down the road. I, 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 talk to me after the show. I think I can uh, hook you up with that. It's like <laughs> He looks kind of comfortable in those heels. Come yeah. on,
1: Dab. But I, but I really think that, uh, we, we, like I said, we can always do better, but... It, we're doing a good job. The yeah. DARE program is successful. Um, our street ops program, catching the bad guys, doing what we need to do. But we got to put it all together. We got to yeah. wrap it up in a package. We got to be out there with the community. And we also got to uh, do what we got to do with the criminal
0: element and make sure they don't terrorize our streets. Where will the Baton Rouge Police Department be in terms of your vision for it in five years?
1: I hope that it's all better than it is now. I hope we're more well paid. Uh, I hope we have strong leadership um, and, and a chief of police and a deputy chief and our staff. Uh, not that they're bad now, but mm-hmm. I just I always hope for better. Oh sure, um, um, and
0: and who knows how long Chief Dabody will right. want to do this. He may be here five years. Yeah, from now. I don't know. So, so, would you ever do that job? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quick, right there. No, uh,
1: I work with a lot of chiefs yeah. closely. I uh, got a Gosh, very good relationship with four. Me. Since so you've uh, been using see Englade you well, count the interims, uh, five.
0: That's right. There was Englade, there was um, Chief Watley for a well, brief period it? of time. And then Leduff? No. Was Leduff right after Englade? Yes. It was it
1: was Well Ledef. you had you had a Chief Watley in between there for a few That's months, right. six months or so.
0: And then there was Mondrick, who was in the job yeah, right, before, my uh, sixth chief. right before Dwayne White got the job. And right. then, of course, Chief Dabity. Right. So, or seventh chief, I forgot that. So, you, um, and for as union president, how long do you want to do this? Uh, I think um, I'm running
1: low on steam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still love what I do. I haven't made up my mind yet. I, I, our elections are in July of this year um don't know what i'm going to do yet i I haven't fully decided uh i've been doing it a long time though and uh, i think i'm currently the longest serving president that that we've had uh i just want to leave it in good hands i want a good person to come behind me and Mm -hmm. i would never walk away from it completely i would always want to be there to support the 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 incoming president and and board um so we'll, we'll see come uh May or June when I finally decide what I'm going to do.
0: Last question. If you could tell the Baton Rouge public or anybody listening who may have an interest in Baton Rouge, the the one thing that the Baton Rouge Police Department would want them to know, what would that thing be?
1: One thing. We are honorable, full of integrity, full of pride, group of people. That love this city.
0: That'll be the one thing i tell them. Detective Chris Stewart, the head of the Baton Rouge Union of Police. Thank you, Chris. Yes, sir. Have you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Coming soon, Clay Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop Do-It-Yourself Pest Control. Now is the time to start thinking about prepping your lawn and getting ready when this cold weather finally gets out of here, John. Let's talk about termites.
1: Oh, yeah. With the warmer weather moving in, if you're seeing little winged critters flying around your house, that's usually an indication that you've got a subterranean infestation somewhere. So the thing you want to do is to, one, look around the bottom of the slab to see if you find the tunnels. If you find the tunnels, then you need to come see us because we carry the exact
0: same products that the professionals use. And applying those products in a trench will generally give you protection for up to 12 to 14 years. Now's the time to start thinking about it. If you're in the New Orleans area, how can they find you? Well, our Metairie store is located at 3512 Severn Avenue
1: next to the Pepper Mill in Covington. We're located at 1417 North Causeway. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. On uh, the West Bank, we're on the Palco just before the Harvey Bridge and in Baton Rouge,
0: we're at 806 O'Neill Lane. Treat your home and lawn with the products available at Pest Stop. This is The Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. Catching up with Chris Stewart was really, really good. And it just brings to mind this discussion that's going on in the country about the relationship between law enforcement and, and citizens, specifically in the inner city. And I really would hope... That we can get to a place where we can deal with irresponsible actions by police officers who make bad decisions or who have um, a particular mindset to people in certain communities, black, Hispanic, whatever. That we would deal with those specific cases while at the same time not painting every person who wears a badge with the same brush. I have known a number of police chiefs. I know the sheriff here. I've got members of the law enforcement community in Baton Rouge in my family. And I don't believe the overwhelming majority of police officers leave their homes looking to cause anyone any misery. And it's a larger discussion, but I think it's dangerous to put every officer in the category of hating black men or hating black people or hating Hispanics. And I think the same is true that black people as a whole don't have a problem with law enforcement. And I just think there needs to be a grown-up discussion about what's wrong while not ignoring the fact that of the thousands and thousands of interactions between police officers and people of all ethnicities on a daily basis, rarely does this kind of thing or these kinds of stories pop up. And I think there are often opportunists who just want attention, who want to be seen and heard. They use this as an opportunity to get in front of a camera. And they're doing more harm than good. But hey... The same could be said about a lot of things in society nowadays. Incidentally, uh, transitioning here, we mentioned that we're going to try to get uh, Secretary, uh, Secretary Treasury Secretary John Kennedy excuse me, on the show in the coming weeks to talk about what's happening in the Louisiana legislature. And I had a chance to sit and talk with Congressman Garrett Graves yesterday. He's a good guy. Met him before he ran for office, and we've maintained a friendship since then. And he's going to do our podcast, and we look forward to having him talk about his time in Washington, what it's been like to now be a member of Congress. He's staffed up in Washington before, but now he is a representative, representative, and we'll ask him his thoughts on the replacement of Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. That promises to be a bad fight. Bad, bad fight. But around these parts, folks, keep the faith. As bad as it is in Louisiana right now, and there are still undoubtedly darker days ahead. We can handle it. We can get through it. Don't let the politicians scare you or use aggressive language to knock you off your square. Uh, hold your position. I think we'll be fine. Until next week, remember you can download the show at podcast225.com. You can click the, click the subscribe button on iTunes and it alerts and pops into your phone if you're an Apple user or you Mac or your iPad or whatever, or you can download the Talk 107.3 mobile app in your App Store or in your uh, whatever store you use for particular phones i'm an apple user not up on all that other stuff but you can get that app it's free and you can catch us every week we always enjoy hearing from you you can email me clay at podcast 225.com if you want to hear us discuss certain topics or maybe even try to get certain guests on the show i enjoy the feedback from you until the next time keep your head up and we'll see you on the clay young show here at podcast 225.com Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Clay Young Show.